Nobody does fall better than Whole Foods Market. The Spice Up Autumn event is happening now. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Beef Top Sirloin Steak, perfect with gravy for a comforting meal. Find savings on organic honey crisp apples and organic pears. Then visit the bakery department for their limited time pumpkin butter chai cake. And while you can, level up your fridge with fall wine, beers, and ciders. Spice up autumn at Whole Foods Market. Terms apply. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Welcome back to the podcast. Before I get started here, uh, <laughs> make sure you check out uh, the YouTube channel on Step Alaska YouTube channel. The video that goes along with our caribou hunt is posted. It's called Maximum Benefit, which comes from Article 8 of the Alaska Constitution and how the wildlife in Alaska should be managed. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we're going to talk about food today. We just finished up some spicy Italian flavored caribou. Yep. And this comes on the heels. Well, not exactly on the heels, but breakfast was... That was an Abbey special, right? Yeah, I kind of mix up some recipes online with what I like. Okay. I've tried breakfast sausage a few times before, and so I'm kind of... Actually, this is definitely my favorite iteration, so mm-hmm. this... Is the same batch as the one we made yesterday, so okay. I think it's. So we had um, all the st- all the prime cuts that we wanted to cut up and freeze from the caribou. We got that taken care of, and so we've had the rest of the stuff frozen that we we're going to grind. So we've been grinding that, um, and so talk about the uh, this latest breakfast sausage iteration. Um, mostly, it just has a lot of sage, thyme, garlic, a um, little bit of sugar sprinkled in there, but not like an overwhelming maple flavor. I don't like that. Um, no, it's it's kind of weird. It's yeah, yeah. Breakfast sausage is just often way too mapley. I like the sage yeah. dominance. Should be savory, and um, yeah, I just you know I've tried out a couple mixes before, and then a lot of those mixes they have MSG or like other kind of crap in them that I'm like, okay, we have this amazing game meat, grass fed. Everything is great about it. Why am like I going to add yeah. stuff to it that's not good for you? I think it's it's the ease of it, but the proportions and I mean, yeah. it's all pre-mixed, super easy. Yeah, and it's not but, the end of the world for sure. Yeah. Like, it's fine. We used a mix for our Italian sausage. Yeah. Um, but you've done that breakfast. The previous iterations have been on the mule deer that you got, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, breakfast sausage with that. Um, what other sausages... We did sausage with casing, didn't we? At one point? Yeah, I've done quite a few different sausages with casing. None of them, I don't know. Doing the casing is kind of a hassle. Um, yeah. I've really gotten to a point where I'm like, let's just grind it, and if we want to make some spices in, that's fine. But like, just easy. Um, but yeah, I've done I've done some like beer brats. Um, I've done the. Uh, yeah, the beer bar- brats were good, but there was that... Uh, I think it's a Vietnamese sausage or Thai yeah. sausage out of actually Stephen Ranella's cookbook. Um, that actually is really good. It's pretty good. Um, so we had it on a toasted roll with fresh cucumbers and... Yeah. <clears throat> like some chipotle mayonnaise. Yeah, and, yeah. That yeah. was real good. We did that in... Uh, or you did that and we ate that in Wyoming. That was first mule deer thing. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super good. But yeah, it's... It just kind of, you know, it would take a little bit more time and not that maybe we're just a little bit lazy, but dealing with the whole sausage stuffer and, and all that sort of stuff, it's nice to just kind of get the meat prepared and then uh, freezer bag it. Yeah. But, 
vacuum pack it. So. Yeah, and that's, I mean, kind of my whole philosophy. I don't know. I go through phases, I guess, where I do fancy. Like when I first started hunting, I would keep each cut separate and like do the thing that you're supposed to do with it, like the jerky cut and the grind mm-hmm. cuts. And then I'd keep all the roasts and like, and it was fun because you learn a lot and it's exciting to try out different things. But then you kind of realize like, okay, there's a trade-off between work and enjoyment. And yeah. at the end of the day, like, if I could choose, I probably would eat tacos every day. So yeah. it's easy to grind. I like yeah. tacos. Yeah. It's, uh, so we got, we got, um, the sage dominant breakfast sausage. Mm-hmm. We've got chorizo mm-hmm. and that was from a mix. Yep. And then we have hot Italian. Yeah. Also from a mix. Um, also from a mix. So we get, we are good to go with the caribou. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we left some unseasoned just so you can kind of figure yeah. stuff out. Um, and we added not just pork fat. You just you got a pork butt, right? And then uh, yeah, I had pork yeah. butt or pork shoulder. Um, I don't like it super fatty, but like especially in the breakfast sausage, I like it to not be so dominant game mm-hmm. meat. So yeah, just kind of cut that a little bit. I know some people they'll cut uh, seventy five twenty five. They'll just get some ground beef. And they'll grind that in with it. So rather than grinding in pork fat, they'll mm-hmm. actually grind in the 85-15 ground beef. So it adds a whole lot to it, adds a little bit of the fat. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and some people even go like 50-50 when they're actually finally cooking it. But, uh, and a lot of people will add the, the fat before they freeze it, but we we typically don't do that. I know other people have done bacon yeah. too. If they're going like, this is going to be burger meat, they'll uh, grind in frozen bacon with it. So you get the fat from the bacon. Yeah. I've done that before with breakfast sausage and I, I wasn't a fan. No, I think it's a thing that you can do, but I think that you might as well just add the bacon on the back end. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the sausage is, uh, you mentioned cuts. Um, we did a lot of, we tried to do a lot of shanks the last couple of years and the shanks were really good with your elk and with mm-hmm. the larger mule deer. But man, more often than not with these smaller blacktails up here, we try to do a roast and we try to cook it in the crock pot all day. And some of the meat will get really nice and, and tender, but then inevitably you'll have like a sinking rubber band in there and it's hard to separate that. So you can like pull it out. Uh, before you eat it and we've tried to do uh barbecue with that but it's man it's just a lot of hassle and, yeah um, it's it definitely can be really good but you really have to watch it you have to pay attention and make sure that there's the right amount of moisture and it's not getting overcooked but that it's getting cooked enough because mm-hmm. if it doesn't get cooked enough it's going to be really chewy so yeah this is the first year we've just ground all the shanks which i don't know why we haven't done that forever well, I think it was the grinder. I was that's scared true. of the grinder. Yeah. I remember a couple of times when, and when we're grinding, when it's really, really cold, if not frozen, that stuff doesn't uh, stop up the grinder as easy. Because we just got the, it's like a $120 Cuisinart thing. It's yeah. not at all a performance machine. Um, so that was always kind of the fear. And so I figured it was pretty much done. And I just got tired of that, that stuff just getting bound up in there and having to, to take it out. So that was between wanting to make shanks and then the fear of destroying the uh, grinder. I think that's where we're at. But now mm-hmm. we just stuff has been mostly frozen, if not, um, you know, at least really, really cold going through. So yeah. it's been easier to grind. But uh, it seems like the thing's about about done. It was smelling pretty good. On this yeah, room. but you know, 
I don't know. I, I think those grinders, it's like even 10 years ago. I mean, I just think that yeah. it's not a high-end one, but I think they're just so much better than they used to be. Yeah, maybe 20, 30 years ago. But yeah, I think the horsepower just doesn't really have it. I mean, you can yeah. get like your industrial strength, but... You know, if you're doing but, I mean, four yeah. to five game animals a year that are smaller, if you're doing two or three elk or something like that, that's a lot. Whereas well, yeah. and you just want and to pound is. through, but just a couple, we've couple put of blacktail and a, what, and a goat. And, and then maybe 50 pounds through it in the past two days. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I just ram it through and it's, yeah, yeah it's been, it a, did it's been smell a, a little, but, um, so yeah, that was, that's kind of what with the shank, but I think we're, we're kind of done with that. I think from now on, we'll just, uh, trim what we can. And then just, just uh, it. take it all through uh, the grinder. It's yeah. nice to have the ground again. You're not, it's kind of sad. Like the last four or five packages of deer we had from last year were all like shank. Yeah, we still and have a couple some of them shank. for, <laughs> for uh, like rut deer shank too. So yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, so I think we're done yeah. with that. Um, other cuts. We've done some roasts. We've done some steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, the steaks can be really good. Um, when they're fresh. I really like the really fresh steaks. Mm-hmm. The steaks are good but, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and then, of course, your your um, uh, tenderloin backstrap. Um, but cooking those right, sometimes they need a little bit of tenderizing. But you, you just as soon as you overcook them, you're in trouble. And it can be tough to tell yeah. because based on the size of the animal, like, all right, it's going to take, you know, pan sear it and then cook it for a little bit or just, you know, some people like it really, really raw. So it's like pan sear and then it's almost purple on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it can vary uh, based on animal and just like a quarter inch or a half inch of, of extra thickness. And then all of a sudden you're, or, or if it's a little bit smaller, then all of a sudden you're yeah. cooking it. So uh, definitely yeah. a fan of those cuts, <laughs> obviously. I really like on, like on the bigger animals, like when I got my elk, it was like you could take the back strap and you could cut like two inch segments as like a steak. Mm. And, like, they cooked just perfectly, and it was, like, they're all uniform. Yeah. I had it down to a science of, like, four minutes, flip, four minutes, four cover. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. But I I think our caribou is big enough that we could have cut steaks, but yeah. definitely not with the blacktails. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. 
Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Yeah. Yeah, those I've found when I, when I first was cutting backstrap, I cut them into medallions first. And then more often than not, I just overcook them. Yeah. And so I've liked cooking them in that larger piece of meat. That way it kind of retains the, the juices yeah, and it's a lot less uh, cooked in the middle and then you cut it up and then it's good. So I, that was one of the things I learned not to just go right to a small medallions, cut the medallions out of the larger piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are cutting the medallion, just like pan sear it. Um, over at book club once McAllister, it was backstrap that had been frozen. So it killed the whatever and just super thin sliced with, was it uh, um, pickled onion? And like capers, I think. And capers. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a thin, thin slice. Man, yeah. that was real good. I am curious about the whole freezing thing with game animals now, if that actually kills. You don't think it does? I think if you have like an industrial freezer, because like with fish, oh, I learned this summer, get... I was very into making my own sushi. Turns mm. out, if you do not have an industrial freezer, it probably doesn't get cold enough to kill any worms or parasites that are in there, so don't risk it. So it's not just frozen, it's... It's like it has to be... I think it's frozen. like zero degrees. Huh. So like a normal freezer is like 30 degrees or something. It has to be like zero degrees for 24 hours or like... I'm just making stuff up now, but like 10 <laughs> degrees for seven days. You know, like it's a higher temperature for a longer time, but like our freezer doesn't get anywhere near... So when they, yeah, anyways, when they do it commercially, they have that, but, so I am. Yeah, interesting. A little skeptical about eating. Freezing and storing at an ambient temperature of negative four degrees or below for seven days. Okay, that's Celsius or Fahrenheit? Negative 20 Celsius. Okay, so So negative. That's for your sushi grade. Okay, so negative four Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah, that's cold. That is real cold. Yeah. Although there are no actual guidelines to play. This is from uh, webrestaurantstore.com. So, I mean, there's nothing better (laughs) than this place for sure. Um, Food and Drug Administration has regulations in place for the proper handling of procedures. uh, Fish meant for raw consumption. Uh, there are general guidelines for what the FDA calls parasite destruction guarantee. That's a nice, that's that's in quotes there. Yeah. Freezing and storing, temperature of negative four degrees Fahrenheit or below for seven days total time. Freezing at a temperature of negative 31 degrees Fahrenheit or below until sold and storing at a temperature of negative four degrees Fahrenheit or below for 24 hours. Yeah. So get it stinking, Yeah, stinking and it's, cold. I mean, you could totally roll the dice and you could eat raw fish and, like, probably be fine. But, like, whatever percent of the time, like, you get a parasite that, like, you will never recover from. Like, you like you can recover from it. They make antibiotics or whatever. But then it, like, leaves you these little lesions in your, like, mm. intestines and stuff that you have to get surgery to remove. And, like, you literally are never the same again. Yeah. So I'm like, is that worth the risk? Yeah. Oh, then here's this sushimodern.com. The way people discuss sushi-grade fish and the importance of freezing, you would think virtually every fish is crawling with worms waiting in ambush for a host to wreak havoc on. Fear and disgust drive clicks. Well, yeah, kind of, I guess. But you yeah, still like want, you your still chances are low, about. but the like the um, 
low risk, but the impact would be like horrible. Yeah. So this is, um, and this article says sushi grade thing comes in. The absurdly low number may be thanks to FDA guidelines, which dictate fish sold raw. So, all right, it makes sense that they were under. Um, public policy is not based on using individual attempts to reach near zero levels of risk across the entire population on a national and global level. 0.01% probability of illness is still a lot of people. U.S. Uh, is fortunate enough that we have very low rates of parasite-related illness from sushi. Only 60 cases have ever been recorded. That's right, 60 cases diagnosed ever. So, I don't know. Yeah, but even, okay, if you think it's a 0.01% risk, that means you eat like a thousand fish and like you get it, you know, like. Yeah, might as well. It's like, no, I don't know if I'll eat a thousand fish in my lifetime, but. Yeah, that's the, when I was super paranoid, still, I still hate ticks and I'm still still paranoid of ticks, but not all ticks have Lyme disease. I just assume they do. I assume that they both have Lyme disease and that Rocky Mountain yellow fever or whatever. So yeah, Um, so I'm staying away from that. I mean, better safe than sorry, whatnot, and also kind of know. If people think that it's just just raw fish, you can just eat raw fish. Well, you know, so uh, yeah. our, the Alaska Wild Project guys were eating some sashimi on, I think, the Russian River. And people said, have fun with your worms. And he's like, it's been frozen. So anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there that is. Um, so anyway, super good. Thinly sliced, raw, delicious. I feel yeah. fine. That yeah. was a couple of years ago. Um, <clears throat> what other... Where their cuts, mostly just ground. You get premium cuts and ground. Neck roast has been good. That's been pretty, uh, yeah. pretty solid. Um, it's big enough to crock pot, but big enough to crock pot. Enough um, meat around, and yeah. then a lot of that other stuff uh, just kind of melts away. Um, the guy up in Fairbanks that was going to freeze the the caribou for us. What did he call? It? He called it the in-law. Oh, the mother-in-law the tenderloin. Mother-in-law tenderloin, which yeah. is that that piece of neck that looks a lot like a tenderloin mm-hmm. but uh it's, but it's so small on a black doll i haven't even ever super noticed it. tough i guess so that's why you yeah. give it to your mother-in-law yeah that's pretty funny that was that guy was pretty cool um so neck roast's good made some tacos out of those mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think the favorite which favorite thing with um or favorite i guess all animal we've had caribou we've had mule deer elk blacktail goat what uh what's your favorite like meal i guess or cut or i mean it's hard to beat like backstraps tenderloins um the elk was my first animal so maybe it has that kind of yeah untouchable status but that was like so good yeah um but i mean the mountain goat backstrap is yeah we had really one of those good. before it went up that was so good black deer del deer is really good i mean like I've never had an animal where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to eat this. No, the only time that's been a little weird is like shank, but if if it's cooked a little bit off, and so it's like, oh man, this would be really yeah. really good, but just a little tough or a little overcooked, or it's always something like that. It's not, ooh, this is hardly palatable. It's yeah. cooked perfectly, but it's just hardly palatable. And um, yeah, a lot of times you don't need a whole lot of seasoning, but um, yeah, it's it's really hard to tell. I think my favorite, like, just some. Like grilled onions, um, potatoes, like cut up some sweet potato mm. um, into uh, like little circles, little oh. 
like the little, okay, yeah, I don't know, yeah. like flakes. I don't know. They're not fries because they're like discs, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like chips, but. Yeah, like chips. Yeah. Um, with a slightly crispy exterior, um, some sort of green. But um, yeah, some, some grilled onions and that and just fresh, fresh tenderloin. Man, it's yeah. just, it just feels hearty and feels good. We had a couple of those meals where we had like the kale and the, the leaves, leafy, leafy greens that you're growing in the garden, plus potatoes you grew in the garden, plus mountain goat, and you just feel, man, this is a healthy, stinking meal. This is yeah. really, really good. Like, you don't even need ice cream. We even want ice cream afterwards. Like, let's not ruin this beautiful evening <laughs> of stuff that we either grew or or killed man it's so good and i'm yeah. a savory guy more than I'm, i don't really i kind of have a sweet tooth but um yeah that's just a favorite meal and then of course like you really can't go wrong with tacos and we've had a lot of really good luck yeah. with um heart tacos really enjoy that yeah um i'd frozen them before i'd cooked them like straight off before but that having it in milk for what three days something like that in the yeah, fridge for like two or three two. days yeah the enzymes breaking it down a little bit made it really tender super tender and man super good grilled some onions yeah. and some peppers tacos yeah i'm good. i'm a little intrigued by the uh the tongue tacos ryan was talking about yeah i i uh i kind of i thought it was kind of gross for a while just because that texture like the little bumps on the tongue but he was like yeah. no you peel those off and i yeah. was like oh i'd seen that on uh meat eater episode where they cut that away and, and I then was they like, wrap it in the coal fat <laughs> they wrap the whole thing yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah some of that stuff like, that was early on when i when i really really liked the show when it was just like oh this is yeah. great this i is mean super it still is a good show yeah still is a good show but it's i don't know anything gets to the point where like oh is this for the show or is this like real 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 yeah it's just a little but, a little ridiculous at times yeah. but say what you will about him and the guy knows a lot about hunting and the history of hunting and he's he's pretty good yeah, when he well, happens to be the voice if he was gonna sit there and cook up call fat covered tongues you know whatever he does i'd be like yeah sure i'll eat it i'm just not gonna put in all that effort when i'm trying to yeah. cook dinner at five o'clock on a monday yeah um, is that, uh, it's pretty much, pretty much it. Actually go, to go, to go back to, there's an episode of Meat Eater where, uh, I guess Brian Callen and Joe Rogan are on there and, uh, Renella puts this, puts like the deer head in the oven. <laughs> and Ew. so he's like, you know, you go, oh, it's great. Cause you get a lot of meat. And Rogan's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? We got some of the best meat in the world. So he takes out some backstrap and starts tenderizing it with the bot with a beer bottle and says, this is what we're eating. It was just funny. This sort of, Hey man, get out of here with that random he really, stuff. He put the head, like put the head in, up head in there. Yeah. So it was like, like you could get like little flakes of meaty type stuff. And I thought, man, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was just funny to see Rogan like, dude, why, why would we do that when we got, Whitetail backstrap or tenderloin. Yeah, so. I mean, like, leave some for the critters. Yeah, yeah might as well. They got to so, eat, too. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if you want to eat the head, you know, you have at it. Do whatever you want. Taco's really good. Um, what have we... We did some meatballs. Mm -hmm. Done meatballs. Um, yeah, I like to do all different kinds of meatballs, like Asian twist, classic. Yeah. did a garlic and green soup. Remember, I think that was with uh, yeah. Mountain Goat last year with my tiny little Mountain yeah. Goat. 
garlic powder, <laughs> onion powder, paprika. Yeah, and then uh, some fresh greens. That was pretty good. Um, we did uh, spring rolls. Uh, not, not spring rolls. I like kind of like lettuce lettuce wraps. No. Um, you made a little video about it. Dumplings. With, uh, dumplings. Gosh dang, why could I not come up mm-hmm. with that? Uh, blacktail dumplings. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. And there's, I mean, if you make your own dough and you roll it out, it's hard. But if you just buy the wonton wrappers, like, they're so easy. Yeah. yeah. Buy the wonton wrappers. Do that. Yeah, that was that was real good. Um, have we done anything else interesting with that? Nobody does fall better than Whole Foods Market. The Spice Up Autumn event is happening now. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Beef Top Sirloin Steak. Perfect with gravy for a comforting meal. Find savings on organic honey crisp apples and organic pears. Then visit the bakery department for their limited time pumpkin butter chai cake. And while you can, level up your fridge with fall wine, beers, and ciders. Spice up autumn at Whole Foods Market. Term supply must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Um. Um, <clears throat> I always like when the weather cools down to do like a nice uh, like uh, cast iron pot roast type. Mm. I guess um, yeah, we'll have to keep some. Maybe we'll have to keep a few roasts from our deer this year since yeah. we ground all the caribou. But. Um, what about fish? Might as well talk about fish when we're here. Uh, primarily halibut, lingcod. Uh, salmon. Um, Big fan of lingcod. That's probably my favorite uh, fish taco fish. Halibut is so, so versatile. Um, hard to go wrong with uh, tacos. Season a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fry it. Um, yep. We did uh, halibut pesto. Yeah. Yeah. So it was halibut, pesto, and then we had some sort of pasta noodle, right? Yeah, just you know, just the regular regular pasta or whatever thing we had there. But yeah, the pesto was really good. I, again, um, halibut's so mild, you can pretty much do yeah. anything with it. So that was uh, that was good. Yeah. People would probably say, yeah, that's pretty much exactly like chicken pesto. And I'd say, yeah, probably pretty yeah, close. pretty similar. Um, uh, feeling like salmon alfredo before too. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and even though that's there's got a little bit more flavor to. Uh, I mean, you could do a halibut in any of these things but uh yeah it's uh salmon alfredo which was which is real good mm-hmm. um we've tried to add we did more jarring this year than we have i don't know it's been years since i jarred but we, yeah. we uh jarred up some some chum some king some silvers um pretty straightforward did some s- spicy kelp in some yeah i don't know if i'd recommend that no, I d- the seasoning didn't come through real yeah, just or not well. A lot it was kind of. I think it's it's a good maybe relish or something when you're having it fresh. But as far mm-hmm. as the season that you want to get in the fish, not so yeah. much. Yeah, which we did that because we usually do the candied jalapenos, but yeah. we can find them. Couldn't find them. Yeah, so we did some regular jalapenos, and actually, I don't think I've had any of that jarred stuff that has the jalapenos. So I don't know how that turned out. But the, yeah, I think definitely I've had one, could, and it was decent, yeah. but just not quite as good as the candied jalapenos yeah. i think when or definitely when you're when you're doing the the jarred stuff like typically you're taking it out and adding it to something for like a spread for uh, a yeah. dip or for a spread for a sandwiches or something like that it's not really something that you 
I mean, you could have I mean, it with some pilot bread and a cracker, but yeah, we uh, just eat them with cheese. crackers on. Like I don't know, I just think of like like spring fishing. I feel like you mm. just grab a can of crackers and go, and you sit on the riverbank and. Yeah, that's good with uh, one of those half pints. Yeah. Because uh, the half pint's gone before you're like, man, I could really use some cheese, yeah. or I could really use another flavor with this. But yeah, I, I like it a lot with sandwiches and. Um, but yeah, so also. I don't know if I'm a fan of the canned king salmon because it's just there's so much juice in there. I actually really like the canned silvers because it's a lot less juicy and it's a little more firm, which I like. <sighs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the the king. Definitely go. I mean, the longer a king salmon stays in the freezer, the more. Yeah, it, uh, for I mean, sure. There are people who say it's if you don't like a king should never be frozen. It should either be eaten fresh or fresh or jarred. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, uh, yeah. Um, all right. So as far as uh, fresh stuff, what uh, what else have we had, fish wise? That's uh, that's really really good. I think the most. I don't want to say cliche because it is pretty good. It's just people who don't really like the taste of salmon, but then just have it on a cedar plank with a little bit of lemon pepper. I think if you don't like fish, that's the worst way to have it. If you kind of like it, then you have to do something with it. I want to say bury it, but yeah. cook it in such a way where there's other flavors going on and not just totally rely on lemon pepper and cedar plank and then a little bit of rice because that, that's the type of meal that's going to really yeah. focus on the actual salmon. If you don't really like the taste of it, then that's not the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm a salmon lover. Like growing up, I would have refused to eat sa- I did refuse to eat salmon. Um, and I don't like hate it, but I don't know. I like some salmon with like lemon, definitely have some, some garlic and like some honey in there and just yeah. like kind of fried up with that. Yeah. I think that's really good. Well, last night, the king salmon we had, it was king with a little bit of, of honey on there. And what else did you put on there? Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much pretty what much I did yesterday. Thing. Yeah. Except was, for, yeah. We had actually had king salmon two nights in a row, two nights ago pretty good but a little just a touch fishy. touch yeah. overcooked and then it was i think maybe one of those slightly older kings and there was a lot yeah. that that fat that's the good healthy fat ends up uh when you're eating that gray stuff it was a little little yeah. bit fishy the rest of it was totally good but last night's was man just so delicious because it was cooked perfectly and man it was it went real fast yeah but uh, what else have we had um, um, the fish that's been good? Yeah, I mean, I also, again, like with the kind of Asian twists, I like to do it with like some teriyaki sauce or um, uh, we have this like miso sesame mm. yeah, salmon yeah. recipe with garlic and um, green onions. Um, Done the little cakes, too. Which is uh, oh, yeah. it's been a you while. cook it and get it like barely cooked, um, and then add that to like I the first time I ever did it was with Ritz crackers because it's got a buttery quality to it, yeah. and then uh, a couple eggs and then add some jalapenos, add some garlic salt, yeah. and whatnot, and then just make them into little patties, and then um, fry them up in some uh, some olive oil or some avocado oil, and then like served on if make them like kind of small so it's not like a full-on burger you can make it a full-on burger but just like a small little thing on a on a toasted piece of baguette or something with some spicy pepper jack cheese or something and that's 
That's super good. Those are. Yeah. Yeah, salmon cakes. Forgot about those. Yeah, it's been a little while. But uh, what else have we? Their food stuff have we done? It's been pretty good. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of we've covered a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. I know Larry does. They did some salmon dumplings that were really, really good. Do you go? Were you over there? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the wontons. Where yeah. We just did the like salmon basil and I think yeah. we just wrapped that and fried it. Yeah, super, super simple, super good. You just kept like feeding us. You just um. Yeah. Um, you baked yours. He was fried his. That was the difference, right? In the wontons? Yeah. I pan fry them. He was like deep frying them. Yeah, he was deep frying them. You pan fry them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you did pan fry them, yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. I'm trying to think what else. Is there anything else we've... Uh... I don't think game related. No, fish or game. Uh, we got a decent amount of halibut. We got, a, we got an okay amount of fish. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've just been hunting. So we kind of missed yeah. out on the on the silvers. I think there's still probably some around, but uh, yeah, I mean you can't really pass up our goat hunts and then uh, the caribou hunt. So yeah. that's kind of I'm not gonna choose silver salmon over caribou. Yeah, it would be nice to have a couple. I don't know. I like fresh silver salmon. I think I maybe like more than king even. Stop. Stop it. No way. Yeah, I think I like the less fatty. I don't know. I think if it's fresh, like you just can't beat king salmon. Silver's okay, but there's just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we haven't, I don't know. I do think like, okay, I think salmon is infinitely better when you grill it. And yeah. we have not grilled any of our king salmon. No, haven't, haven't grilled so it. So that might be the difference. Yeah. And we all of our have we've had it haven't had it fresh. It's all been frozen. So I think that's where you can get a silver salmon that's going to taste comparable to a king. Maybe we've had fresh king. I mean, last year, earlier this year. Yeah, we didn't have fresh silver. Did we? I've had fresh silver before. Did we do it this year though? We didn't get any silvers this year. Yeah, we did. We caught a couple um, early ones when we got chums. We got like one chum and a silver and a king. I thought there's we threw all the silvers back. No, there was one silver in we there. We kept, kept one. Yeah. Oh. We didn't throw many back. We kept like, there were some smaller shaker yeah. ones, but I don't think we threw away silvers. You, well, you threw away a couple that you were like, oh, this is too small. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, they were, yeah, they were small. <laughs> they were small. It was early in the year and it was just like, okay, I'm not going to, this thing's pretty small. Uh, okay. Yeah. But that yeah. was at the point in the year where we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to catch some bigger fish and there's going to be time. We're going to be able to get more. But, uh, yeah, yeah so. I mean, we got plenty of stuff in our freezer, so it's whatever. Yeah. Oh. Uh, recipe recommendations or uh, recipe book recommendations? <sighs> um, I guess I do like, I don't know. I'm, I like rest, I like recipe books. What are that? Cookbooks yeah. for ideas. Um, and I usually kind of tweak them all kind of based on what I have, whatever. But I do really like the Genius Kitchen Cookbook by Max Lugavere. He's kind of like a, I would just recommend Max in general. He has a podcast. He talks a lot about like nutrition and health and, um, 
he it's all science based and i think he does a really good job and his cookbook has some some interesting ideas in it yeah there's a slaw in there too that he made that was really good that was oh yeah it's all about having really good nutritious but satiating stuff so you don't eat this really healthy meal but you're hungry 15 minutes later and so you feel like snacking it's all about He's like cut up this whole head of cabbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mix it yeah. with half a salmon. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's uh, yeah, it's real good. But it tastes good. It, it yeah, is really good. good. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go. I like Hank Shaw. A lot of his stuff is pretty good. It's a really good uh, yeah. uh, game cookbook stuff. I think the Steve Ranella book is meant to be kind of a book, and there's some recipes in there, and it's I guess entertaining. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't. I think we've maybe used it once. Other, it's other than that, it hasn't been. Yeah, really I mean, looked or read. both Ranella and Hank Shaw. I think, I mean, it's interesting what they do, um, but the recipes are just so complicated that I'm not going to make that probably ever. Like maybe I'll make it once just to try, and then be like, oh yeah, that wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, definitely check those out. Yeah, I think some things are unnecessarily complicated. Sometimes in order to get the, like, if you want to replicate what happens at a restaurant, you have to take the time and you have to get after it and you have to do all those little things to to really get the taste right. But I think, by and large, a lot of things, you can just do a couple things to it and it can be pretty simple. So you don't have to be overwhelmed with a whole bunch of the other ingredients that I know that there's a lot of things you don't necessarily have to add, but uh, it doesn't have to be super complicated. But yeah, ease is uh, is nice when you come home from work and you just want something to get done. So yeah. yeah. All right, got anything else? Uh, no, I think that that covers it. All right, uh, make sure you check out On Step Alaska YouTube channel, Alaska Lund Instagram, and. Uh, Abby Hoffman 41. Abby Hoffman 41. Um, and then uh, on stepalaska.com. Check all that stuff out. Thanks for listening and uh, talk to you next time. I don't even know if that's right. It might be 411.